Welcome in to another episode of the Semi-Pro Fantasy Show. We're here um, three weeks or four weeks away from the season. Will and I are going to do another mock draft as ADPs are always changing. We need to stay watered with recent draft news and stuff like that out of training camp because that's just started as well. Before we get into that mock draft, because those are always exciting for us here on Semi-Pro Fantasy Show, we're going to go over some news. Uh, our first piece of news out of Miami Dolphins training camp, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like the presumed week one starter. What are your thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, I think this is good for the early weeks of the Dolphins offense, where we saw last year the potential of that offense with Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. Now it's always dangerous relying on him as consistent offense because he is the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in my entire life. But Devontae Parker sees a bump when he's on when he's the quarterback. And while I think Tua is going to be the quarterback at some point, uh, Parker should be good in the early weeks at least, so he could be a sell-high candidate. But, yeah, I uh, really like Parker as a sell-high candidate because I think a few shows back I brought up both Parker and Fitzpatrick on like the player stats, and you had to guess the, who the player was based off their stats. And they were – okay, Parker was the number two receiver after week four, and Fitzpatrick was the number two quarterback after week seven. So – when they boom, they boom, you know? So they boom, boom. So <laughs> when, um, if Fitzpatrick is a starter, you can rely on Parker those weeks. We don't know how long he's going to be the starter, but I like him as a sell-high candidate for sure. And I think I'm going to draft Parker. I'm comfortable drafting Parker and willing to sell high when the time comes. And even like guessing a week or two before Tua becomes a starter, because you're probably not going to get the same value once Tua becomes a starter. Yeah, better too early than too late, for sure. Okay, our second piece of news. This is just great news. A player who we is a fan favorite, Alex Smith, had a devastating injury a few years back, and he has worked his ass off, and he is he was a full participant in the Washington football team's practice last week. I am so happy for Alex Smith and his family, and he's just a great guy. I want to see him on the football field, and it's just better for this team's offense as a whole, and I think it makes them a more competitive team all around. Yeah, and I'm not sure, like obviously Haskins is going to get the first crack at the job, and I think he'll probably win it, but we've seen throughout his entire career, Alex Smith, whenever he goes to like any team, he makes them better, and he's always been great with younger quarterbacks too, he was great with Kaepernick, he was great with Mahomes, and I think him being just a presence on that team is going to be great for the development of Haskins, so it makes me a little more optimistic about this Washington offense, um, so maybe... I just think that's it's just great news, really. Okay, I have a quick question actually for you, Will. So one of my best friends was doing a fantasy draft earlier today, and he texted me like McLaurin or Devontae Parker. We we're just talking about the, the Washington football team and just talking about the Dolphins. This one is really close for me, and I think a lot of picks in that range are team dependent. We both really like McLaurin's upside, but I'm starting to move towards like accepting Parker's boom weeks is like a reality and I kind of like his situation right now more than McLaurin's and I would be more willing to take Parker over McLaurin in obviously in the correct situation but I I think they both have a lot of upside uh, with their touchdowns and their talent Um, what do you think about that yeah I still have McLaurin well ahead of Parker the reason being is at that range you're most likely taking him as wide receiver two in which case the I think McLaurin's gonna be much more stable weekly option than Parker is. Parker's going to be very volatile. But if you're taking Parker as your obviously receiver three, you can, like, you're, you're more uh, able to withstand those low weeks. And 
he can like have the high weeks too. But as a wide receiver two, I don't trust Parker's consistency. But if you're taking him as wide receiver three, he can win you weeks single handedly. Yeah, for sure. I, I my friend was drafting this his wide receiver three, so that's why I offered Mc, Parker over McLaurin. But they it's definitely team dependent, and that's a good question for our news segment. Um, third piece of news: Gerald McCoy tore his ACL and was released by the Dallas Cowboys. I think you and I were joking about this earlier, how the Cowboys offensive line was basically the NFC Pro Bowl 2015 <laughs> reincarnation. And it seems that way because one of their guys tore their ACL and is on his last legs. And he was released because of that injury. It's devastating for a team that already had holes in their defense. And it's just, I don't think like the outlook is as peachy as some people do for the Cowboys. Yeah, there's people love the Cowboys. They think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be league average, nine and seven sort of team. It's easy to be enamored with the the guys like Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, but if you look closely at this defense, there's a lot of holes. Um, you're plugging in a very old Don Terry Poe as your number one defensive tackle. The backup I think is like Antoine Woods. Never even heard of him. Uh, and who then, are you? Who are you? And then the they have Everson Griffin, who is, I think, still good, but he's definitely on the decline. And then secondary, you lose Byron Jones. That's a big loss. You don't really replace him with anything. This defense is going to be really, really, really bad. Yeah. So the offense has some fancy potential, but I think the Cowboys are just one of the most overrated teams simply because I don't think their defense is good at all. For sure. All right, well, that's it for the news. Let's move into the fun part of this episode and our mock draft, our second one of this, uh, I guess, season, you could call it. Um, so today we're going to be doing half PPR. That's our preferred format. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and w- one flex and six bench spots. I think it's two wide receivers. Well, let's just check on that. Yeah, yes. two wide receivers. All right, so we randomized before, and Will is the seventh pick, and I am the tenth pick. So... Um, off the board, the first six picks, we just started the draft. Christian McCaffrey went first. Barkley, Elliott, Jake, Josh Jacobs at four. Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry followed, and you're on the clock, Will. No wide receivers have gone yet. Yeah, I think the consensus pick here would probably be Dalvin Cook. I think you're going to have uh, a grouping of people that would take Michael Thomas because he's just a reception monster. But I'm actually going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here. Because I've trained. I've trained because he is, in my opinion, like the biggest threat to Christian McCaffrey to be the number one overall running back. And I don't like, like, I wouldn't take him over Saquon Barkley because Barkley's, in my opinion, more safe than Edwards Lair is. And we know the kind of player he is. But he's in that Chiefs offense, and there is massive touchdown upside. He is a great pass-catching running back. He's great between the tackles. He just does it all. And in the early rounds, I love targeting running backs that are on great teams. Even a team that like passes the ball a lot. They're just, I, his touches are going to be all high value, and he's just someone I want on all my teams. Yeah, and just to touch on your point with Saquon, the way that we like rank running backs, usually the, the guy who finishes first overall Percentage chances they don't finish first overall again the next season. It happened with Saquon Barkley last year when he had a down year. But the reason we rank Christian McCaffrey first is because he has the highest percentage to repeat as the number one player at that position. Um, He's the safest guy at that position. There's nobody you're going to take over him. 
Edward Tillera has a lot of upside, but there's probably a below 5% chance that he is the number one overall running back, which yeah. is why he's ranked outside of the top four or five at the position. But that's a good pick, Will. I really like Edward Tillera's upside, and it offers you a lot of um, uh, op- opportunities to go different places later on in the draft. So after Clyde Edward Tillera, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas went, so I'm back on the clock. I guess you ended up with Edward Tillera both drafts um, that yeah. we've done. Very different the first spots. time was when Damian Williams opted out. But um, Dalvin Cook is still available. I think it would be dumb of me to pass on him, even though I'm kind of like, I'm at the 10th pick, and Dalvin Cook most likely would not be available here in most leagues. Um, yeah. There are some iffy things here with his health, and they were talking about um, him not getting the full workload in practice. But I want to believe in the talent. I don't think this Vikings team is going to be as good. Wow, I feel like I'm talking myself out of Dalvin Cook right now. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Dalvin Cook pick before I lock this in? Because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I've been moving him down a bit in the past few weeks just because I think he's a very talented runner. He's in his own offense, which usually means like five to five and a half yards per carry, which is great. Um, I'm not sure... Some people think he's a great receiver. He's mostly a checkdown guy and like on screens. He's not really a route runner. So I don't think he has a ton of like receiving upside. And I'm kind of off the Vikings as a team. Their defense has just lost a ton of pieces. Their offense has lost some pieces too. They drafted a ton of players that I, I like, but they're all rookies and it's a shortened off season. So this team, I think, has a chance to be third or fourth in division. And do I want a running back on a team that's not that good i don't know i yeah definitely prefer guys like edward tolaire yeah for sure but i like it's between like cook and mixon in that next range for me maybe like miles sanders too it's just i don't know i don't know what to do with cook at this point yeah i mean i think my issue here is there's a complete tier break you know i think Dalvin cook is the last player in the first tier of running backs and julio jones is probably the last player in the wide receiver tier i think i'm gonna take julio actually I'm going sh- to tilt and take Julio because after Julio, like the receivers are Tyreek, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin. And I think that Julio has a huge step up on those three guys. And I think that some of the running backs that I can get on my turn are could could be better than Dalvin Cook. So I'm going to take Julio Jones. Yeah, I think Julio, just he's one of those guys where he has a chance to be the number one of our receiver. He has shown throughout his career, he's just Mr. Reliable, 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns, 100 catches. Like, he just, he does it every year. And he's one of the safest picks you can make. I like that pick. Okay, so then four running backs went. Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon. So that's not what I was exactly hoping. I was like hoping that one of Sanders or Drake would make it back to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I always get hit with these runs and these mocks. And I think I might pass on a running back again. Okay, I like Nick Chubb. And he's probably the best running back available here. But again, like I'm fading on him too. I'm really surprised that none of those running backs made it back to me. I like Tyreek Hill in this situation because I have Hopkins ranked above him, but Hill has way more boom weeks. And with Jones as my first receiver being very safe and all, I can be okay with some of those bust weeks because Hill will go off for 40 sometimes and just win me a week single-handedly. And he's in one of the best offenses in the league. What do you think? I think I'm going to... It's between Hill, Chubb, and Hopkins for me. What do you think? 
I definitely have Hill above Hopkins. There's like a lot of concern about Hopkins. He's on a new team. Um, he doesn't have that rapport with Kyler Murray yet. I think he'll develop it over time and it'll be great there, but maybe not. He won't get off to a fast start. The offense is exciting though. I'll give him that. Hill is just like, I don't know. Like he's not going to get a ton of receptions, so which is not great for the format, but he gets a ton of yards. He has those weeks where he gets like six catches for 170 yards and three touchdowns. Like he, he can do that to kind of like Randy Moss. So I think pairing him with a guy like Julio Jones, both of them are on high volume passing offenses. Like you're lo- as long as guys are healthy, you're starting him every week and you feel great about it and you can just take shots on a bunch of running backs from this point out. Yeah, I mean, I I love going running back heavy, but sometimes you just you can't like force guys when you don't like them. I don't really right. like Nick Chubb, so I think I'm gonna take Tyree Kill in this situation, and I'm gonna try to find some running back depth later on. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely interesting. See how your team turns out. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, you're you're on the clock now, and oh wait, let me lock in Tyree Kill real quick. I did not lock him in. Um. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just realized Tyree Kill and Julio Jones both have – this happens every time. Both have week 10 as their bye week. But <laughs> it is what it is. Tyree Kill is my pick. Nick Chubb next and then Aaron Jones. Um, you're on the clock, Will. Okay. So I got Hilaire with the first pick. And now middle of the second round, who am I looking at? It's definitely too early for Lamar Jackson, who is my top quarterback. So I'm not going there. I think it's – Probably too early for Kelsey and for Kittle. I like them more at the end of the second round, like pairing him with uh, a top running back like McCaffrey. So if I'm looking at a running back, for me, it's Austin Eckler. If I'm going running back, if I'm going receiver, it's probably, let's see what I have, Allen Robinson or DJ Moore. But I think DJ Moore, I have a chance to get the next pick. So I wouldn't wait on that. You did it last time and it kind of messed you up. I think he's the best rece- uh second best receiver available after Hopkins. Yeah, I mean I you know I love DJ Moore, but I think if I don't get Eckler here, I'm stuck with maybe like Melvin Gordon as my RB two, which is not optimal. I think getting Edward Hilaire and Austin Eckler the first two rounds I think both of them have high reception upside, so it's a higher weekly floor for them. Yeah. They're always going to be involved in their offense. And I think even Eckler, we saw last year, he has those ceiling weeks where he gets like a 60-yard touchdown where he just breaks it loose on a screen. So while I think there is a floor for Eckler, I think there also is a pretty high ceiling. The only concern is that it's a lower volume offense with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. But I think he's still going to be heavily involved. He's very talented. And I prefer him over all the other running backs. I think there's a clear drop-off between Eckler and like guys oh, like Todd sure. Gurley and sure. Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. So I think I'm going to go Eckler here. Okay, so Will has two uh, running backs, and I have two receivers. I really like the double-up on the running back method, but it, sometimes the draft doesn't go that way, yeah. and two great receivers fell into my lap. So I had to soak up that ta- um, that value for sure. Okay, wow, the draft moves along, and Jonathan Taylor goes in the second round. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, two tight ends, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback off the board, 
Kenny Galladay to start off the third round, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson, Allen Robinson, Odell, A.J. Brown, and it's back to you, Will. So, gosh, I saw that run of receivers going on. I was like, damn it, I'm not going to get D.J. Moore. But he didn't go. And uh, Somehow people are still picking Odell and A.J. Brown over him. Yeah, D.J. Moore is like my wide receiver seven at the moment. I love him more than pretty much every expert in the industry. He just has massive reception outside. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm I'm working towards it. Um, But I I love DJ Moore. He has a ton of reception upside. And he's going into his third year, which is usually the the breakout year for receivers. Um, I heard, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah. No, not Jeremiah. It was... Someone on CBS Sports was saying they talked to an NFL, uh, I think it was a receivers coach, who was saying like the first year is like deer in the headlights, the second year is like figuring out how to like get the timing with your quarterback, and the third year is like the big breakout. And I think DJ Moore last year was just way ahead of schedule. He was already showing a lot of the nuances that you see like all the best receivers use, and I think there's another level to his game that he can reach. And he's someone where I think even if he doesn't hit that level, he's still very safe. And I just absolutely love the upside of DJ Moore. I think he's one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the second year as being getting getting used to the quarterback. I mean, he's had to get used to three quarterbacks now. Yeah, for sure. But I think Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback for him, or one of the best, with his um, short-range accuracy at such a high level. So I like um, that pairing, and good pick. Um, with DJ Moore. Amari Cooper and Juju go. So that run of wide receivers actually really helps me out a lot. Every single player except for Lamar Jackson gone in the third round has been a wide receiver. And I already have two great ones. So now there's still some good running back running back value available. Um, there is Robert Woods, though, who you love. There so is, but I'm not looking to go through wide receiver. And I – like, <laughs> Woods is a guy I like as my wide receiver one when I go running back heavy. You know, I love yeah. Robert Woods, but, again, the draft – dictates the draft does it all man yeah i don't know so let's let's see running backs i'm looking at i like chris carson and david johnson and Le'Veon bell those are the three guys i'm choosing between you know the the running backs of yesteryear are here in the third round and (laughs) it's it like these guys were all first round picks two years ago it's insane are you considering james connor here or no (sighs) I don't know. I just I I like Levy. I like the other three guys upside a lot more. Um, yeah. I think they'll all be involved in the passing game more than uh, Connor as well. So I think I'm gonna go. Let's look at my rankings real quick. It's I think it's David Johnson, but it's close. So I do have Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson. I think I'm gonna go with Bell because. Like, I think he's on, like, I think he'll get the most touches. And I don't, like, although he was 3.2 a carry last year, we don't see, we haven't seen him decline in talent. And he has talked about, like, his regimen, his workout regimens this offseason. And the Jets team doesn't look great, but I don't think he's going to get scripted out of many games with Frank Gore as the backup. Um, And, like, I just think they're going to, he's going to be better than 3.2 a carry. And, he was around, like, he ended the year as the running back 15, where he's being drafted. I expect him to be better than the running back 15, so I'll be happy with that. Yeah, he's lowered his playing weight, I think, to, like, 210 pounds, which is lighter than he was 
at Michigan State. So maybe he's like faster and lighter and has more of those like big time carries. But I think he's just he's a great receiver. He doesn't get enough credit for that. And I think there's a much higher weekly floor for Le'Veon Bell than most people seem to realize. I think it's an absolutely great pick in the third round. Yeah, and it worked out for me because um, David Johnson came back to me. Uh, Leonard Fournette somehow still being picked ahead of him. And then Adam <laughs> Thielen. So that's good value on Thielen. I actually don't hate Thielen. I think he's a pretty safe pick. He's going to get a lot of targets. And they're probably going to have to pass a lot more than usual. Uh, Gurley to start off the fourth and Keenan Allen. So I'm going to pick David Johnson. That seems like the chalk pick. I think he has running back one upside, maybe the, like a top 12 running back. And he just pres- provides safety in a decent offense, and they'll have to use the running back with their lack of um, options. So, yeah, I'm going to lock in David Johnson as my second running back. Yeah, so now I have a big decision to make. Uh, two of my favorite draft picks are currently available for me. James Conner is my number one running back at the moment on the board, and Ridley is my top receiver on the board, and they're both guys that I absolutely love. I think because I have two running backs already, I love pairing DJ Moore with Calvin Ridley, both guys going to the third, going into the third year. Let's say only one of them breaks out. I think the other one is still good enough that they make a very formidable tandem. And I want every part of the Falcons' high-powered passing offense. So I'm leaning towards Calvin Ridley, but it's really tough passing on a guy like James Conner because when he's healthy, he's shown he's like a top-12 running back every single week when he's healthy in the past few years. So I think I'm going to take Ridley. I think he's safer, but definitely hard to pass on Conner. I really like the way your team is turning out, Will. You have two receivers who have... Wide receiver one upside and two running backs that have a really safe floor with their receiving abilities. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a very high ceiling if he gets all all the carries and a very good offense in Kansas City. I really like the way your team is turning out. Um, as it turns back around into the fifth round, after Will picked Ridley, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, and then to start the fifth round, Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, a guy I really like this season, and I've been rising on him a lot lately. Zach Ertz, Raheem Moster, and Terry McLaurin. Back to you, Will. All right, so let's see who we have available. Um, at running back, it's it would be between Mark Ingram and David Montgomery. Um, I think I'd probably lean towards Montgomery. I think he's a safer workload, but... Ingram is on a better offense for sure. At receiver, I think it would be maybe Michael Gallup or Jarvis Landry, but I don't think I need to go receiver at this point. So I don't love much of the value here. I think Montgomery is definitely a consideration, but I'm actually considering going with Kyler Murray. Ooh. Because I think I have two running backs that are safe weekly options locked in, and the same goes for receiver. And I think I can actually afford to take Kyler Murray here, who has a ton of upside. He like If he gets the rushing yards that he's capable of, he has a real chance to be the, or the quarterback one in fantasy. Um, just tons of volume, fast-paced offense. I love everything about him. And I've been seeing some reports from NFL executives saying that he might already be better than Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't Ooh, go there. Wow. I wouldn't go there. But I think he is a better passer, and there's definitely massive upside with Kyler Murray. I think his rushing floor gives him 
safety. Only, my biggest concern is that he's in a division with some pretty good pass defenses, but even still, I love Kyler Murray, and I think at this point, I'm actually going to pick him, which is like the first time I've actually picked a quarterback wow. this early. Well, I was really going to consider taking him too, but I guess not anymore. And <laughs> that was like a Colin Cowherd-type take for whoever made that. It's a lot. If you really think that Kyler Murray is at a different spot, yeah. I mean, like Lamar whenever you see whenever you see reports saying like executives think or like so, some executive thinks, if they don't put their name on it, take it with a grain of salt. But I think there is merit to saying like Kyler Murray is really really good. Yeah, and he is on track to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not this year, the next year. But he he is a fantastic talent, and I think. Just a great player for fantasy. He's really the only quarterback in this range that I would consider taking. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I just don't see a safer floor with Dak Prescott. He doesn't get the rushing yards that Murray does. Uh, Deshaun Watson is great, and I think that he's probably the next guy. But losing DeAndre Hopkins is a huge blow. I think he will rush a bit more this year than he has in past seasons because Hopkins is gone. And then um, Russell Wilson is a guy you just can't rely on that much, like, this high in a fantasy draft. Yeah, I think for Dak Prescott, I think at the end of the year, you might actually see him finish as like maybe the QB two or three in like total fantasy points. But in the, in recent years, he's been beating up on bad teams and he's really struggled against the good teams. And when I'm picking a quarterback this early, it needs to be someone that I feel comfortable starting in any matchup. And I really just don't think Dak is matchup proof. Mm-hmm. And I'm much another like I'd rather play him in like daily fantasy against bad teams than have to like rely on him to put up numbers against the, the Patriots, which he just does won't do. Yeah. Okay, so I'm back on the clock, and I have the uh, versatility to go with a wide receiver or a running back because I have two of each. I'm very top-heavy with my wide receivers, but I still think there's a lot of value left. If I were to, like, I think, and I think I'm going to wait for one of them to come around the next uh, round because I'm basically on the turn at the 10th. And mm-hmm. wide receiver right here, I mean running back right here, I'm looking for some upside and looking for some passing game floor. I really like David Montgomery, but he it, he's just kind of gross. I just think his range of outcomes is so um, projected already. Like he's either going to be the running back like 22 or like 16. I don't think he can be much higher than that or much lower than that. But he does provide a, provide a safe floor. But I think that like with my team already, I have a pretty safe floor. So I'm looking between Kareem Hunt and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift has been getting a lot of talk about how they love like what the way he's looking in training camp and that he could become the lead back earlier than they thought he could. So I really like that talk if I'm going to take Swift. And Hunt has been has also been getting a lot of hype. What do you think about um, who to pick between those two guys? Yeah, I think at the moment, Swift is probably a safer pick. And... Hunt, I mean, like, a guy with Kareem Hunt, like, if he's your flex, you feel, like, okay about it, um, but you don't, like, necessarily want to start him, like, every week. If Swift gets the job, I think he's the clear-cut pick over Hunt here. Yeah. But, like, if Chubb goes down, Hunt is, like, a top-five RB in fantasy, which is, like, really hard to ignore, but... Like I, I I don't like I don't like banking on injuries, and I think Hunt might get traded because it's hard to keep that guy on the bench. But I think Swift 
has a lot of upside, touchdown upside too, in that high-powered Detroit offense. Yeah. It's close, but between those guys, I'm probably leaning towards Swift at the moment. Yeah, and the okay, the thing is, though, like this is probably not going to be my flex. I'm hoping that Gallup or A.J. Green or Marquise Brown will be there my next pick, and I like I want to lock in my third running back when I have two great receivers and then like not risk that they're like not back at the next round. So I'm going to take uh, DeAndre Swift uh, with that upside, and uh, we'll go back to Will's pick. Or I guess it's going to be my pick with the turn. Yeah. Um, okay, so I pick Swift. So my team is looking like Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Swift. Um, after Swift, uh, let's see who goes. Um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, wow. My draft board isn't loading well. Who went after Swift? Uh, it was Dak Prescott, and then Darren Waller, and then Stephon Diggs, and T.Y. Hilton. Okay, T.Y. Hilton. Okay, T.Y. Hilton was going to be one of my options to be my third receiver here. It's pretty obvious that I'm going to go receiver. I need that third guy and probably my flex. Even though it says on my roster that DeAndre Swift is in my flex, I'm going to rely on this third receiver to be my flex option for the first few weeks of the season. And... Like, I had Michael Gallup as my wide receiver, too, last time. I love his upside. It's between Gallup and A.J. Green. I need this guy to play right away. I I like A.J. Green, but I think that Gallup is the pick here because I, I just need this guy to be in my starting lineup week in and week out, and I can't trust Green's injuries. Yeah, I love Gallup. I think similar to Dak Prescott, maybe you don't want to play Gallup against, like, the top-tier defenses because the Cowboys tend to struggle, but... I think with AJ Green, you might not know when to start him, which is always scary. I think with Gallup, generally you know when to start him, and having a guy like that as a flex option is solid for sure. I think he's a great pick here. Okay, so then AJ Green went right after Gallup, and then Russell Wilson, and it's back to you. Do you want to read out your team real quick? Yeah, so I have Edwards Hilaire and then Austin Eckler as my first two picks, both running backs, with... Solid pass catching upside um, on Edward Sellers on a great offense. Eckler not so much, but I'm trusting the volume for Eckler. And then receivers, I drafted two guys going to their third year with DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley, hoping that at least one of them has that big breakout. I think they're both also safe. They're two of my favorite targets. And then I went a little bit different than my usual and picked Kyler Murray with the in my fifth round pick. And then now... I kind of have a lot of flexibility. Um, ideally, this is a flex option because I have two running backs, two receivers, and a quarterback. Tight end, there's no one I'm considering at this point in the draft. The The top five are gone. So I'm left with like Evan Ingram and like Hawkinson and Henry and those guys, and there's no one that's worth this kind of pick. So for me, somehow Dave Montgomery is still there. I don't know how, but he is the clear pick for me. I think he's going to fall in drafts more than he should, especially in home leagues, because people are scared of this Bears offense. But it really can't get worse than last year. which So last year was like a floor year for him. And he still got a ton of volume, was incredibly inefficient. Um, I think the efficiency goes up this year. The offense should be better. It's, like, it's hard to know. But it's hard to find a guy with this much volume guarantee this late in the draft. Yeah. 
and I think he's just a player that you're not going to love playing as a flex every week, especially in games where they're favored to lose. But I think at this point in the draft, he's the clear option. Yeah. Okay. So let's. So you took him. Let's move along uh, a little quicker as we're running out of some time. But yeah, <laughs> you took Montgomery. After Montgomery, Tyler Higby, Deshaun Watson, Devin Singletary, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Josh Allen. Damn, he's going high in, on fantasy pros. Kareem Hunt, yeah. Jordan Howard, Debo Samuel. I'm completely off of him with his injury. Brady and Wentz. Or, and Edelman then Wentz. You're up again, Will. Okay, so now I have three running backs, two receivers, and a quarterback. Um, I still probably I probably want to go receiver here. Ronald Jones is tempting. But I, it's between Marquise Brown and Marvin Jones for me at this spot. And I think I'm going to lean towards Marvin Jones. I think that well, offense has more volume. Uh, they're going to be throwing more in the red zone. And if he doesn't work out, I can like put him on the bench. But I think he's someone where his weekly upside is very high. And those kinds of players are people I like targeting as people that I'm not going to have to start week one. So yeah. I, like Marvin, I like Marvin Jones here. Yeah, he's a value in every draft, for sure. I love his upside. He could have 10 touchdowns any season. I really like that pick. All right, so yeah. it's back to me. I'm on the clock. After Marvin Jones, Brandon Cooks, and who went 709? Mine's not loading. Let me Drew Brees? Up. Drew Brees. Okay, um, so it's back to me. I have three wide receivers and three running backs at the moment. So I can look to quarterback, and I'm on the turn, so I can still get another position player after that. And there are some quarterbacks I like. I like I like Matt Ryan and Stafford, um, but I think one of them will come back to me. It's a little risky, but I still like some of the wide receiver upside uh, in the seventh round. Um, guys, like let's see who's available. Um, Marquise Brown is still available. I really like him. I think I'm going to have to take him. That is, wow, seventh round Marquise Brown. That's such great value for a guy who I think it can be great week to week. Like, in a good matchup, Marquise Brown could win you your entire week for sure. And it's great. Like, if I am able to play him the right week as Tyree Kill, that like that could be a 150-point week for me. Yeah, it's hard to find guys at this point in a draft to have the upside of Marquise Brown. The health is a concern, but when you're drafting a seventh round, you don't really care about injuries that much. Um, and like you know that when you put him in there, he has the chance to have an absolutely monster week. There are going to be games where he gets scripted out probably, where they're just running a ton, and he's not going to have a ton of... Uh, his, his floor is very low, but I don't think you're, you need a high floor in the seventh round, and there's upside is great, so I'll have the pick. Okay, so it's back to me. Uh, Matt Ryan went off the board, Matt Breda, Deontay Johnson, and Will Fuller. Um, so I think that... I think Stafford is the chalk pick, but I want to yeah. talk about Ronald Jones real quick because I still think there's some quarterbacks in the later rounds that I can get that I'm happy with starting the first week and doing the quarterback waiver method. Mm-hmm. I still think like there's been a lot of murky updates out of Tampa Bay, like who's the starting running back, who's the receiving running back. Ronald Jones should have a role, and I'm kind of buying into the talent a little more than I used to. Um, I've I've seen some things that I liked with Ronald Jones over the past season, and I think I'm going to take him again. Look, he's my fourth running back, right? And, again, he could be better than DeAndre Swift to start the year, and that would help me out a lot. 
So I'm going to take Ronald Jones and hope that he earns that role because if he does earn that role, it's going to be very valuable. Yeah, I like it. He's a, I think he's talented. He was a second-round pick. He's underwhelmed thus far in his career, but definitely upside if he's the number one guy in that offense. Yeah, and it might come back to bite me if I don't get the quarterback I want because I could have taken Matthew Stafford, but I think there's enough guys where I can hold my own in the quarterback department. Tariq Cohen and Darius Slayton went next. Yeah, so now I'm looking at pretty much any position I want. I have a quarterback, three running backs, and three receivers. Um, it's kind of just like best value available. Going with like Carryon Johnson and Marlon Mack, who are players that are probably going to be usurped by rookies, doesn't seem very viable. Um, picking Latavius Murray doesn't feel great if I don't have Camaro on my team, so I don't want to go there. The running back options don't look great, honestly. Um, at receiver, I kind of like going Jamison Crowder, just because if there's an injury to one of my guys, or if Montgomery just shits the bed, and I need to like, plug in someone for a flex spot, he has a strong weekly floor, he gets a ton of catches, and he's someone that I trust to... like. Like, kind of weather the storm. Yeah. And I don't like a lot of the upside for other guys at this range. And he's someone that I think is, is solid. All right. So uh, we're moving into the ninth round now. We basically have our, our basis is set. Jameson Crowder was a good pick because he, were, he uh, provides a lot of, um, like, safety, as you were saying. J.K. Dobbins went next. Christian Kirk. John Brown. Marlon Mack, Sonny Michelle, Tevin Coleman to start the ninth round, James White, Philip Lindsay, Sterling Shepard, Carrion Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, and Darius Geis, and it's back to you. So I have three running backs and four receivers, so my inclination is to go with the running back, but I really don't like the options here at this point. It's like running back is very top-heavy, and I really like Anthony Miller. Um mm. I think he's I think he's being ignored unrightfully uh, because like everyone's like okay Allen Robinson you can you can play him using the all the targets and then the rest of the offense you just avoid them all um, but with Anthony Miller he's someone where there's a lot of upside last year in the last seven weeks he was great when he got the when he was like the number two and Taylor Gabriel's gone. My only hesitation with picking him is I already have Montgomery on the same offense, so it's a little bit iffy. I'm not going to play him in the same week, but I don't think I'll have to, so I'm going Anthony Miller here. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, I don't really see like any running backs here having that much upside. If you believe in Anthony Miller, then it's fine with me. I wouldn't really pick him at this point in the draft. I mean, you have nothing to lose because you have four other decent receivers, but I don't think he's going to be that reliable we'll see all right jared cook my favorite damn i wanted jared cook to come back to me that would have been nice and then Keyshawn vaughn and it's back to me so i i have my wide receivers and running backs really filled out so now i can look to qb and tight end and be happy about it wow matthew stafford made it all the way back to me that i did not expect that that's a chalk pick for sure i'm gonna take stafford that's really easy um yeah. i'm really happy he's, that that happened great. stafford in the ninth round is great um yeah he's awesome Okay, so on to my 10th round pick, and um, Fantasy Pros just said I got a value pick, so there you go. <laughs> uh, on to my 10th round pick, and now I'm looking to get a tight end um, with my other positions filled out. 
So here's the sleeper side ends are available. Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram, those types of players. Jared Cook just went. I like Jared Cook a lot and probably would have taken him if he were available. But that that's not the case. So uh, I'm going to go with the sleeper tight end. I like Noah Fant. There's some targets to go around, and there's a lot of um, like options there. But I think Fant has a lot of upside. It's probably between him and Hawkinson, but I'll take Fant. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. It's back to me now? Yes. Um, so, let's see who went. Can you see who went? Daryl Henderson went after Fant. And then Latavius Murray, and now it's back to you. Okay, so those are two guys I probably wouldn't have taken anyway. Um, I'm probably going to go Hawkinson here. He's one of my favorite tight ends to draft. Outside of those top six guys, he's my favorite. He was a first, he was like the number eight overall pick in the draft. Immensely talented. He had a horrible ankle injury that derailed his, his first year. But I think I'm, I'm going to gamble on the talent here. There's not much risk if he doesn't pan out. I drop him, but I see more upside with him than pretty much everyone else after those first six guys, so I'm taking Hawkinson. Yeah, that's a good pick. I kind of let him go because I know you wanted him, and I don't see much of a difference between Fant and Hawkinson. They are in a similar situation where there's a lot of upside, and if they don't pan out, then you can just drop them like you were saying. So after Hawkinson, Jalen Rager, Evan Ingram, Jerry Judy, Tony Pollard, Hayden Hurst, Henry Ruggs, just some shitters now. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, who I actually think could be a decent pick if you need a starting running back for week one. Justin Jefferson, Zach Moss, Duke Johnson, Boston Scott, and Antonio Gibson, who has some value. Back to you, Will. Yeah, so I need to bolster my running back depth here. Um, I think there aren't a ton of great options. Most of these guys are handcuffs. But I think A.J. Dillon is the pick here. Oh, those quads, man. A.J. Dillon and those quads. Do you see that photo? Yeah, I, okay. I saw the photo. I'm not buying into the hype. I don't think he's in, like, usurp Aaron Jones' like, <laughs> RB1 in Green Bay. But I think if Jones goes down, he has a lot of upside. I think he is going to get red zone work. And at this point in the draft, I'm not going to be taking guys that are just bad players, like old shitty veterans. Yeah. I'd rather go for like some of the young rookies that rookies and second year players have upside and maybe we don't realize how talented they are until they show it on the field. Yeah. So he's someone I'm willing to take a shot on. I don't really care uh which running back at this point. You can go with like Damian Harris, you can go with Anthony McFarland, Chase Edmonds. But for me it's gonna be AJ Dillon because I just need running back depth. Well I, I buy into the quads, but also when you look at like Photos on uh, social media about like what a player has been doing in the offseason or during the NBA hiatus with like Zion Williamson, and then he just looks as fat as he looked before. I like you can take a photo like at one angle I could look like a 150 pound bodybuilder, and the other angle I could look like a 200 pound dad bod. So can't really <laughs> buy into those photos, but AJ Dillon's quads do look good. Uh, Jamal Williams at eight or net went after AJ Dillon, and then McCole Hardman. Damn it, I was gonna take McCole Hardman. That is a yeah. great upside pick, um, but it's back to me. I have the same wide receiver and running back to them, so it's basically just best player available. Let's go through some of the guys. Uh, Preston Williams, I kind of like him with a lot of the Dolphin receivers dropping out. Another thing that I like to do this late in the draft is double up on tight ends that I like because there are some good sleeper tight ends. And 
one of them could pan out while the other one doesn't. And then I have, and then I can either drop or trade the other one. So I think I'm going to take Mike Gesicki. I, I was talking about the Dolphins options. Um, in last episodes, we talked about how uh, Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson dropped out of the season. And while those guys aren't rele- relevant, there are targets to go around. And I think Gesicki will take some of those. So I'm going to take him as my second tight end. And then it comes back to me again. And now I can take some more depth at the wide receiver or running back position. So let's... Uh, so I don't think I'm going to take Preston Williams now that I took... Or I guess he just went, sorry. But I wasn't going to take him now that I took Gesicki. But let's see what the running backs and wide receivers are available. Don't take um, my guy. Oh, can you tell me who your guy is or no? Oh, I know who your guy is. I'll, you tell, you, I'll tell you after you pick. You, I'm going to let take, your guy you, you, slip because I know who it is, but I'm not going to say anything about it. All right, let's go through. I, well, no, I took him last time. You can take him if you want. All right, well, I'm going to take Alan Lazard. Yeah. And... Me. I really like Alan Lazard as a dart throw. We've seen in years past when Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb were on the, the Packers that Aaron Rodgers can uh, like provide two really good receiver options. I don't think Alan Lazard will be a top 12 receiver. I'm not calling for that. But I think he has top 30, top 25 receiver like ceiling, maybe, if he does get the targets as a second receiver there. Um, so I like him as a dart throw at the end. Yeah, I like him too. Um, I'm probably going to go receiver here. I don't like any of the running backs. Um, one guy we've never talked about on this show is Robbie Anderson. And he is someone who is not great in PPR formats because he's not a reception or like a high reception guy. But we saw in New York, he had those, those big games where he'd get like eight catches for like 150 and a touchdown. He can take any catch to the house. I already have DJ Moore, though, so I'm not going to take him, but I thought I'd mention him. I'm going to pick Sammy Watkins. Wow. Um, it, like, I think people think he's, like, dead or something. I, I get that Michael Hardman's a talented player, and I would take Hardman over Sammy Watkins. But in the event that Tyreek Hill gets injured, I think Sammy Watkins is the biggest beneficiary, and I still think he has a role in the best offense in football when he's healthy, even without any injuries. So yeah. I am I think we're being too quick to write him off as a player. Um, and I think he's someone that I'm willing to take here. Yeah, I mean, we don't know where the targets are going to go. They have to go somewhere, like the other targets that don't go to Hill or Kelsey or Clyde. They have to go somewhere. And Sammy Watkins had one good game last year. But maybe we see him have two or three, maybe four. I mean, you don't need him to have many if you need to play him once or twice. Um, this is the last round of the draft, and you're on the clock again, Will. Okay, final pick. Um, considering like handcuffing one of my top two running backs, which is which are Edward Tiller and Austin Eckler. Um, who is the Chiefs' backup? Is it Darwin Thompson? I think it's Darwin or Daryl Williams. Or oh, DeAndre Washington. That's who it is. Oh, he's on the um, Chiefs now. Wow, I just don't yes. know who it was. So, the thing about the Chargers is that. If Eckler were like go down, I'm not sure if it would go like if the carries go to Justin Jackson yeah. or, As or a Josh McKelly. Fan, I think it will become a committee for sure. So I don't want to target any of those backups as a handcuff. I don't think they're they're worthy. Um, but for Kansas City, DeAndre Washington, if Edward Slayer gets injured or misses time, I think he becomes somewhat of a workhorse back. I think he's actually a very similar player to Damian Williams, and 
I think as a handcuff, he's a much better option than Darwin Thompson, who's just never been good at any point in his career. He had like one good preseason game and everyone flipped out, but he's just not good at football. So, uh, okay. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Washington. All right. Kind of, well, kind of Joshua Kelly, you are not worthy of the pick. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to my last pick. And I think I'm going to like bolster my depth and just talk about a guy that we haven't really talked about much on the show that deserves some attention. Paris Campbell is getting a lot of uh, good, good attention out or positive attention. You could say out of that uh, camp and they have a second wide receiver role that everybody assumes is Michael Pittman jr. For the taking Paris Campbell has a great shot taking that role as well. And if T Y Hilton gets hurt, which he's known to do, then uh, Paris Campbell could have a big role in this offense with a better quarterback than he did last than was there last year. So I like that pick. Yeah, speed. He's a speedster. We don't know how talented he is or can be, but at this point in the draft, he's a flyer that you can take, and I think he's solid upside. Okay, before we end the show, I'm going to read my team, and then you can read your team. So at quarterback, I have Matthew Stafford. My running backs are Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and then on the bench, I have Ronald Jones. Oh, and I have DeAndre Swift as my flex. Um, so that's my running backs. They lack a little depth, but I, they're all safe options, so I kind of like it. Um, Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill as my wide receivers. That are, that's the strength of my team. Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Alan Lazard, and Paris Campbell. I love my wide receivers. I think Brown and Gallup could be good any single week of the year, and I think this is great for a half PPR team. And then my tight ends are Gesicki and Fan. Yeah, obviously I'm a little concerned about your the top end of your running backs, but uh, your receivers are fantastic, and I think that would, that's gonna that would be what carries that team. And I think you drafted a good team. Uh, I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback. My top two running backs are Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Austin Eckler, uh, and I have David Montgomery as my flex running back. And then after that, my running back, I just have A.J. Dillon and DeAndre Washington. So a big drop-off. So I'm hoping those those top three guys pan out. Uh, receiver, I have D.J. Moore, Calvin Ridley as my top two guys who I love. And then I took a bunch of flyers on the bench with Marvin Jones, Jamison Crowder, Anthony Miller, and Sammy Watkins. I got Jamison Crowder as more of a safety guy and Marvin Jones as more of an upside guy. Uh, I love my team. Fantasy pros consensus experts grading thing does not it gave me a c minus but i don't really Ooh. care so uh Looking like my grades in ba 101 <laughs> i think the reason is because they have edward slayer as the 13th player which is far too low right um but oh well and, they also gave me a c 73 out of 100 so they're just hating on us completely or we're stupid uh either way <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a, a successful mock draft i think we both drafted some nice teams yeah all right, well, thank you all for tuning in. The season is right around the corner, so please let us know how your drafts are going as well as who did better in this draft. And we will be back next week next week with our wide receiver, my guys. See ya.